Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who's a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates, along with us. And we are going to lead off our next segment here with a new topic, and that is uh, how many Americans aren't quite getting retirement. And you know the way that they're supposed to, right? They're just yeah. not enjoying it. Not as enjoying much. it. Yeah, and it's a, it, this is from uh, Scott Hansen um, from uh, Hansen McLean, and uh, interesting take on this. And we'll we'll kind of debate this as we go through. But you know, if you make a plan for your senior years, it goes beyond money. Um, I mean, this can can definitely be the best time of your life. I mean, most people hitting retirement age don't want their uh, retirement of their parents' generation. Yet the financial industry is promoting retirement like it was. 1999. Wasn't that a print song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Party like a site. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, come on, guys. Sing it, it for is, me now. Yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with the facts. I mean, people are definitely living longer. The average 65-year-old is expected to live another 19 years. That's according to the National Center for Health Statistics. And that means someone that reaches the age of 85 likely will live to, to 84. If it's a couple, it'll be closer to uh, to 90. And that's, you know, six to seven years longer than it was in 1940. So people are definitely uh, living longer than they have in the past. Yeah, and today many people want to continue with some type of employment, you know, while they're while they're working. I mean, while they're in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not an automatic that people are just going to quit work and are going to go and just, you know, sit down and watch TV and, you know, play golf or something. Although that would be a good option. Um, you know, a recent study by Sun America illustrated that 7 out of 10 people now want to have some sort of work during retirement. And they don't view this as a negative. And I, I mean, I can relate to that. Yeah, and it's interesting. They don't really, in that stat, they don't talk about whether it's um, work getting paid or volunteer work. Because I see my parents in retirement. And they're volunteering, you know, at local hospital and church and so forth. And yeah. that keeps them engaged. They really enjoy the, you know, camaraderie that you have. But they're not getting paid for it. Well, see, so, and right. my, my dad, he has a mix of that because my mom's still working. In fact, still owns a business. And she keeps him as busy or more busy <laughs> than uh, when he had a full-time job. But he also, he does find time to do volunteering. He's yeah. done some mission trips and yeah, things that's like right. that. So. You know, but, you know, unfortunately, many Americans, they simply they don't enjoy it and don't have a great life uh, during retirement, according um, to the stat here by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, you know, this chapter of life, it could be the best and most meaningful, yet far too many, they experience, you know, loneliness, isolation and, and really a lack of purpose. Um, one symptom of this is that the typical retiree, and that's age 65 to 74, some of them spend as many as four hours a day watching TV, you know, and I can see where that can become depressing, mm-hmm. especially if you're watching, you know, yeah. mainstream uh, media, media. Yeah. and news. My goodness, you know, so, no you know, these are relatively young retirees and they still have a lot to offer. Yeah. And, you know, guys, we've been working with retirees for you know a long time and the view of pre-retirees seems to be a little different than it was in the in the past. And, you know, so we see society changing, but a lot of, you know, service, financial service industry has not in the world of finance. 
retirement uh, is still about you know saving enough money so you can quit uh, quit working. And um, you know we see ads where retirement is all about that number or reaching a goal line, like retirement is the end. And this is where I disagree a little bit with them. If you have enough money saved up, you can retire early and go volunteer and go do the Certainly. things that you want to do. Maybe change the purpose of your life a little bit. So uh, having some money is um, is well, it, not a bad thing going through this helps. process. It definitely helps because it gives you You more definitely options. want the option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. that's the key. It's about having choices and it went later in life and not being forced to work. I mean, particularly if you're not healthy, you don't know what your health is going to be like. Right, right, right. And, it, you know, just about all of the, the financial planning programs, this gentleman says out there, you know, still view retirement the way it was 30 or 40 years ago. They calculate how much savings you need and, uh, you know, fixed income for the duration of your life. And, again, I mean, you know, I'm not sure what's, what's wrong with that piece of it. You want to make sure you have income. But... You know, to your point, you have a choice, you have an option, and I see a lot of people today that um, that are working part time, not because they need the money, but because they enjoy it. So it does give you options, and um, you know, from our experience, the income needs of retirees they, they do change from year to year, sometimes season to season. For example, um, you know, there may be a period of retirement that um, you're spending taking care of your aging parent, um, and maybe you're not doing as much traveling. Maybe there's another time that uh, you have grandkids that you're taking care of, and um, you know. And what's becoming more and more common is people are staying engaged in the workplace. Like I mentioned, you know, working part time seems to be very popular with a lot of folks. So we've seen in the past, um, you know, retired people, some of them in their 70s, uh, they've taken several years off uh, of work. Um, they've kind of gone away from from life, if you will, and they've come back because they've missed the social interaction of the workplace, and you know, they'll go back to. Um, Working full time, yeah, to volunteering, and it's not just about the money. And I, I see that with my parents, right? Who are probably listening to this, but they're very engaged, you know. And like your, like your dad, and you know, I'm sure we all have family members that have retired that they're they're giving back. Um, not that they didn't give back during their working years, but they're able to volunteer. They're, just, they're giving differently now. <clears throat> I and think volunteering is a great plan, and you know, you, it's certainly something you could do in retirement. And but you can't count on being able to go back and work and earn any can that's right because a lot of employers won't hire somebody sure. you know that's that's retired that's in that that stage of their life unless it's like you know a retailer or something that kind of sometimes on, on a that. consultant type basis yeah exactly but you know for everyone it's it's not all about the money obviously i mean not everybody wants to work for a paycheck in retirement it's clearly about the financial goals um you know should be in a position where work is an option and not an obligation but just because somebody has enough money to quit work doesn't mean that they always have to stop work. Um, you know, it, it's you simply need to have a purpose for your day, and you need to stay mentally engaged in the world. And you know, work, working part time yeah. is a great way to do that. Yeah, and and he goes on to say here, most investment companies keep telling us that uh, the key to life is saving enough money so you can quit working. Um, and he's questioning, is that what life is really all about? And of course it's not. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it, you're you're saving up money so you have the choice and the option. You can continue working part time. Again, that's an option. Um, and he goes on to say, uh, can you imagine talking to a new college graduate and asking their goals and dreams for life, and them having the reply, "My goal is to max out the four hundred one k, pay off the house, and retire as soon as possible." Uh, who do you th- who did that remind you of, Gordon? When you read that, is that Kind of sounds like Dave a little bit to me. I mean, making sure you have financial goals is very important because it gives you options in life to do different things if you want to. 
Not yeah. that you have to. I mean, that that, that is true. It, it's nice to have options, and it's, I think a lot of it's based on where your heart is, mm-hmm. too. You know, our, our hope is that people uh, they see this season of their lives not one as as just retirement, but one of refocus and reimagining. Uh, I guess kind of rebranding, you know, themselves with all the wisdom and experience one has to offer in this stage of life. It should be one uh, of the most productive and rewarding times of a person's life, you know, because they do have a lot of experience, a lot to give back uh, during those times. And by having those financial goals and needs met, that allows you to be able to to do more things just really out of the goodness of your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, many Americans today, they want to continue to learn, continue to grow, um, and share the, the meaningful experiences and interactions with others. So if you're still working, I mean, what is your vision for retirement? Is it one in where your world gets smaller uh, each year as the number of your relationships shrinks, or is it one that you're you know utilizing your unique gifts and skills in uh, new and exciting ways and enriching yourself in the community. And, um, you know, that's one of the things, conversations we have with people when they retire is, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you got to have a budget, you know, and to make sure that you're going to financially be able to afford that. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that just retired. And, you know, I mean, he has he has lots of hobbies and he he has you know just things that he wants to do and and he didn't enjoy work that much probably um so you know he retired a little bit early nothing wrong with that and so i think everybody's different and it just depends on kind of you know what you where you get your drive from where you get your purpose from in life for some people it is working they kind of get their identity there and and they want to continue working, and that's where their social, mm-hmm. you know, structure is, is. Is through work. For other people, it's it's through volunteering. It's it's through hobbies. It's through other things that they like to do. And for those folks, I mean, retiring and moving on, and and being able to spend time, you know, with their family, grandkids. I mean, that's that's what they want to do, and and that's that's great. And for those folks, which I still think is the majority of people. Um, you know, you got to have a number. You got to know where you're you going do. to get there, and plus, you don't know how your health is is going to hold up. And that's the, the the kind of the the factor that nobody knows. So you have to be able to plan accordingly for that, yep. regardless of what you want to do. Yeah. So I I do agree with this premise that it's it's not all about money. You got to have that piece of it, you know, checked off and understood. But you got to figure out what your purpose is when you retire. Exactly. Okay, well, that leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leopard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates, along with us. And we are going to continue our show here with the prescription of the week. And so here it is. Um, you need to create a financial calendar. You know, if you don't trust yourself to remember to pay your quarterly taxes, fund your Roth IRA, or periodically, you know, pull a credit report, um, maybe paying your your taxes, your mm-hmm. property taxes or insurance, 
Think about setting up appointment reminders for those important money to do items and put it on your Outlook calendar or yeah. what other calendar you use. But, you know, a computer is a great way to do that or your phone. And, uh, you know, have those pop up, you know, so that you, you're organized in your financial life. So set up a financial calendar. That's the prescription of the week. Yeah, it's good. You know, that can really save you uh, late fees. <clears throat> it can. Penalties. Uh, that that could be a very costly reminder there. Well, well life's too complicated to, to not have, you know, lists and calendars and prompts. And, you know, with smartphones and things, it's just the perfect way. And you, so you need to organize your financial life the way you do your appointments. Oh, yeah. So do a calendar. That's It's just a great good prescription. Great prescription. All right. That leads up to the last topic here, and that is more Saudi oil. You know, we're talking about oil here, and... Uh, yeah, there are big, big changes in the oil market in the past couple of years, haven't there? There have been, especially even within the last six months. Continues. Uh, you know, with Iran possibly entering the market here and starting to put more oil uh, out there, a number of different things going on. So here's an article by Mar- uh, Kirk Spano of MarketWatch.com. And, um, you know, he, he follows oil very closely, and that's that's what he primarily writes about. Um, about a month ago, he wrote, uh, Why OPEC Will Never Cut Production Again. Now, this weekend, we saw Saudi Arabia put an exclamation point on the matter by scuttling a deal in uh, Doha for an oil production freeze. Now, the repercussions of this decision will obviously, obviously be far-reaching. Stating that... If we don't freeze, then we will sell at any opportunity we get. Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman uh, made it clear going into the meeting that Saudi Arabia would not let up uh, on production unless Iran agreed to a freeze, too. And, um, you know, given that they didn't even attend the meeting, I think their uh, their answer was pretty obvious. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're not coming to the meeting. They're not. They need the money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So does Saudi. They they need the the money, and they don't care really about anyone else mm-hmm. but themselves. There in that case. Well, it's it's all for for themselves now because I mean you know they realize they don't control the oil market anymore. Demand and production controls the oil market, and they're they're now a smaller player since the U.S. has so much capacity. Right. So, uh, but I think that they realize too that they can disrupt it. Yeah, well, they're posturing. That's what they're doing right. here. They're right. posturing, trying to scare people out of the market. Um, but you know, the reason this is important to everybody out there listening is because your your less than two dollar a gallon gas right now is dependent on on continued oil production. And what Saudi Arabia is saying here is they're going to continue pumping. Yeah. They're going to pump all they can. And so I think we're we're in for a long, long stay of lower oil prices, lower gas prices at the pump. And that's great news for the you know, consumer out there. Um, yeah, the Saudi prince, I mean, he went on to say that, you know, Saudi Arabia could pump 11.5 million barrels per day. Wow. Up from the 10.4 million barrels per day they're pumping now. So another 10% on top of what they're doing now. And he said it would only take about six months to ramp up to 12.5 million barrels a day if they were so inclined. So, um, you know, we, we should expect to see those increases in production uh, at some point. So it's interesting. You know, I think it's a lot of posturing, though, quite frankly. I think he's... They're, they're trying to posture themselves to scare other producers out of the market because they want, you know, they're going to pump all they can and they they, they want to get their market share and they want to keep prices up, too. 
so I think they're trying to scare people out. Um, I think it's worth mentioning, though, Gordon and guys, that um, the Energy Information Administration, they're predicting that the surplus is going to be gone by the end of the year, the surplus production. So by the end of the year, and we're going to be back to kind of an equilibrium. Of, creating more of a demand. Right. And we've the, seen the, the prices ma- go up a little bit recently. Right. Demand goes up anyway. Demand goes right. up by almost a million barrels per day, per, per year. year. So, um, you know, demand is eating up that excess production. But uh, they're saying by the end of the year, we're going to be kind of an equilibrium. So I, I think it's interesting. The Saudi prince is trying to scare people out. They're, they're posturing. But at the same time, uh, you know, eventually demand is going to catch up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but long term, I mean, there are other factors out there that may change that demand, too. Certainly. Right? Yeah. And we're going to talk about some of that, too. Yeah. I mean, I think demand could turn. So trying right. to predict this is not. I mean, it's this guy's e- trying to predict it. Oh, it's, it's just not possible. It no is one impossible. knows yeah, right. which direction it's going to head. But. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, and according to according to this guy's article here, you know, the prince's words, they're not idle. You know, we'll see. They have that capability uh, to be able to ramp things up. You know, uh, the, the higher cost oil producers and the financers, they must completely understand uh, where Saudi Arabia has positioned themselves and, and that they could potentially do that if they wanted to. You sure. know, while, while a lot of, you know, breath and keystrokes uh, have been ex- uh, expended on speculating about the geopolitical drama. Um, and then also you have to th- you have to look at the impact on Russia. Uh, it's not likely a significant consideration here, but they're also a player, mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, in the oil industry. But, you know, the U.S., they've they've stayed um, they've stayed at the top of things and they are they're actually a very, very large producer uh, as well. So, you know, ultimately, the Saudis actions are based on self-interest mm-hmm. and we'll see what they actually do with that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. This last weekend, they did something a little different. Uh, Saudi Arabia announced their transition plan away from oil. They're going to be creating a sovereign wealth fund and floating 5% of Aramco, which is the state-owned uh, oil company. And it's a clear signal that Saudi Arabia's actions will revolve around the idea of maximizing profits <clears throat> while they can in the industry. And the first part of the, the strategy is to gut the high-cost producers and their financial backers. And the second part will be to soak up as much market share as possible without triggering prices to sustain high enough to encourage um, some of the high-cost competitors to re-enter the, the market. So it's a balancing act on their from their standpoint, trying to get this working. Well, Steve, don't you think then that's, I guess, them almost admitting that there's definitely some shifts in the water and, and looking forward that, uh, you know, there's oh, yeah. some changes on the mm-hmm. horizon? Oh, there definitely is. I mean, I, I think they, I mean, they recognize that oil is is eventually – going to not be what it is to has been in the past you right. know i mean demand is eventually going to taper off i mean i think it's interesting we probably talk about this next week but you know i mean tesla is going to be producing three hundred thousand new electrical electric vehicles um that's going to change oil demand in the future eventually if that really catches on i mean that's a huge amount that's a big shift in demand for gasoline at some point if it really catches on and uh, so I think, but the impact of Saudi Arabia's strategy, you know, uh, is another crushing blow to the deep water drilling um, and all the upfront costs and things that it takes to, to do that kind of exploration. 
Um, so I think you know the deep water companies they're they're very vulnerable to to the cost of doing that and to the future production that's out there that's going to come online that's going to tamp down the demand and keep prices low and, mm-hmm. and make it not a very good investment in the future. Right, because you know the 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 cost of extracting that oil uh, in in deep water type operations you've already seen some large corporations exit. Um, you know, speaking, ConocoPhillips is, is one of them. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and they, you know, for investors, you got to be careful. I know a lot of people are betting on oil, and um, you know, the simple truth is, is there there's not enough demand left, um, or likely to develop in the industry anytime soon to support all the players, uh, even though it's shrunk um, quite a bit. So you you know, it's one of those situations that the whole entire industry is changing. Um, and we have really no idea how it's going to end up. We just know that um, it's very volatile, a lot of different players. The the fracking, the technology has changed uh, the industry completely, which is, I think is good. Dramatically. I mean, and I think on the demand side, you yeah. know, with solar coming online yeah. the very rapidly and the batteries and, you know, new electric cars and the demand that, that's apparently out there for Tesla's, you know, now – more affordable electric car that throws a big monkey wrench into future demands mm-hmm. for oil and gasoline so yeah you might want to hold the phone before you go out and you know you invest in some private drilling operation no, and that's why like we talk about all the time it's so important to be diversified across the board sure exactly all right great topic and that leads us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us out on our website, moneymd.net. You can email us your questions there uh, directly, or you can uh, or you can link to us, or you can email us directly at info at moneymd.net, or give us a call during regular business hours, Richard Young Associates, 706 739 0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed local provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, securities sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIP. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed local provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. Security sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. 
I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and investment advisor with over 20 years' experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey local provider. I also have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. And I'm Excellent. Gordon Leppard, uh, financial advisor with Richard Young Associates, and uh, glad to be here today glad with to, you, Steve and John. Glad to have you here, man. <laughs> we are excited to have you listen <laughs> to us today on our weekly radio show. Um, and we're right here every Saturday like today from 9 to 10 a.m. Yeah, you can also go to our website, moneymd.net. We have a link in the top right-hand corner. You can also uh, go to the dial, 1230 a.m., and uh, we have the podcast sitting out there. So if you miss a session, a particular topic that you have an interest in, go to the um Go to the website. There's a link to the podcast uh, site as well that has uh, about six to seven months worth of um, you know historical podcast out there. So easy easy way to listen. Yeah, and do check us out on our website, moneymd.net, where you can link to us there and send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Um, as John mentioned, no excuse for not listening to the Money Doctors this morning. Uh, you can uh, listen to our podcast. You can listen to us on your iPhone, uh, smartphone, and email us your questions directly if you'd like. You can email us at info at moneymd.net. Well, guys, I think we have an awesome show lined up for today. Um yeah. But, you know, a lot going on in the world, too, before we get into that. I mean, politics, well, yeah. the election's still heating up here. And Trump and Hillary are still at the top. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. It's going to be interesting. It's it going to be an interesting summer. I've never seen an election, you know, quite this interesting before. Um, I'm tired of it already. I am, too. I just, yeah. I just tune out now when they start talking about it. Just Yeah, unfortunately, we've got another <clears throat> ways to go here before that's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, then it'll be football season. Then it will, and that's, that's right. what we're looking forward to. <laughs> that's right. Go dogs. Yeah, Some of us more than others. <laughs> <laughs> True. We'll see what it looks like, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Tigers are shaking up to have a pretty good year. We'll see. You know. We'll see. And speaking of, just this past weekend, they had G Day in Athens, and they set an SEC record for the most attendance uh, for a springtime game. They had over ninety three thousand. Are you attendance. serious? That's unbelievable. Over Not much to do in Athens, is there? Man, I was going to say, that's some <laughs> bored alumni showing up for, for Well, I think they just they wanted to get a new look uh, or a look at the new coach. Yeah, right, uh, right. That's Smart it. was there. And yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. Well, jumping right into it, we, we do have a great show lined up for today, guys. Um, you know, we're going to start off here talking about... Uh, uh, well, how to save big in shopping online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're like me, you do a lot of shopping online. Um, it's my favorite way to shop by far. And you can save a lot of money if you do it right. There's a lot of techniques. So we got like the five best ways to save money on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, which is the, the biggest online shopper, but also a lot of other techniques. There's some great apps out there you can use that'll help you get get better deals when you're shopping online. So you want to tune in for that. Yeah, we're going to follow that up with an article at uh, Kiplinger's talking about many Americans don't enjoy retirement. That, that kind of caught my attention a little bit when I looked at that. And uh, interesting perspective of this writer that we're going to dive into a little uh, a little counterintuitive um, but he makes some good points in here so we'll kind of debate and kind of look at the uh, uh, his his viewpoint on this I'll tell you John I, this is one of my favorite articles that we've done <clears throat> I, I really did like this article yeah. whenever I read over it so um, then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with taking a look at the oil fields. You know, mm-hmm. and kind of what's going on in the oil industry is forever changing. Like we were talking about a little while ago, Steve, uh, y- you know, you just don't hardly know which direction it's going uh, on any given day. But there are some things that are uh, that are pushing it and, you know, 
in different ways right yeah. now, and especially from from production standpoint. Yeah, um, I mean, oil prices are low, and you know, hopefully they'll stay there in terms of gas prices. So um, we'll keep enjoying those low gas prices, and while we can, yeah. it's an interesting topic. That's right. We'll see how long it's going to last here when we talk about that. Um, but we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from the uh, magazine Forbes, and um, you guys could probably guess if I ask you who the richest uh, person in the world was, right? Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, I mean, there's kind of the three or yeah, two or something. That, Bill there. Gates is number one. And Bill Gates. He's jobs. actually been number one in the world 17 of the last 22 years. And, wow. Um, just love thinking about his story and capitalism. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are negative on the economy right now. And, I mean, capitalism is still alive. I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's still alive. And he's a great example of that. Um, but if you look at the six living heirs of Sam Walton, a.k.a. Walmart, um, you know, they're worth a combined $118 billion versus 75 to Bill Gates. So it makes wow. Bill Gates not so big. <laughs> yeah, so if Sam were still alive today, he'd he by would. far be the he richest would. person alive. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even comprehend the, the – the, I mean, what, what do you do with that? I know they, those guys give away a, a tremendous amount of money. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Walmart enterprise as a whole is still um, – would be ranked number one. Yeah, when you start getting up in the billions, it's kind of hard to conceive what you would do with that and, yeah. and how much money that is. It's just so much money, you know. Yeah, on an aside, Trump, Donald Trump, is number 121 according to Forbes 400 list. That's right. Um, at 4.5 billion dollars. Of course, he claims he's worth a lot more because of his brand and mm-hmm. you know his his uh, buildings. He he values them a lot higher than. Of course he does. does. He values himself. Of course he does. A lot higher than most people. (laughs) So on that note, we will go to our first topic here, and that is how to save big shopping online. I mean, guys, when it comes to shopping, I don't think there is anyone out there that likes doing their shopping online more than I do. Um, It's the perfect guy shopping experience, quite frankly. I mean... You can do all your price comparisons in minutes. You can read reviews. You can check out all the different models. You can uh, look at the options immediately. And then you can make your purchase in seconds without ever giving up the remote control. And you don't have to stand in line. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's just uh, guys just love this. At least I I do. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I mean, the great thing about shopping online is that you can save tons of money by finding the truly best deal out there. And save money at the same time by not having to go to the store in time, for that matter. I mean, however, there are some techniques to ensure that you're getting the best deals out there. And you have to work extra hard to avoid the impulse purchases. And I think that's why retailers like it so well, because it's easy to get carried away. But, I mean, that's a topic for another day. Um, But when you're talking about online shopping, Amazon.com, of course, is the largest online retailer in the United States, and they're king of online shopping. In my household, I think Amazon now has surpassed Walmart as the retailer where we spend the most money. Do you have your own personal uh, delivery truck? We we should. I know the guy, though. I mean, we we (laughs) recognize him. him. (laughs) We do really well. So uh, it's interesting. I'm going to have to start giving him Christmas presents when he comes by. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one of the keys to Amazon's success is that they've made it incredibly easy to purchase millions of items that ship straight to your door very, very quickly. It's convenient. It saves some hassle and running errands. It often provides you a way to buy items online for less than they would cost in the physical stores. In fact, it's so fast and easy, 
I've bought stuff by accident before. <laughs> I actually have. I mean, you know, now that's a smart online retailer when they make it that easy. Yeah, of course, it was. They were the items my wife had already put in the uh, cart. She had snuck in the. She had put uh, them in the you. cart. I didn't see it. You I snapped. I snapped purchase and boom, we had two things. We had extra stuff showing up. No, <laughs> she, she was using that trick that we'll get to later in the uh, article. That's right. She exactly. left it in your cart. Yeah, but I mean, it's that easy and that that fast. So yeah, first we're going to focus on how Amazon, um, how to say big when shopping on Amazon, because they do dominate the marketplace. So, and then we'll have some tips for general online shopping. But here are five ways to save big when you're shopping at Amazon. Yeah, so the first one here is is get a Prime membership and then share that with other family members. Amazon follows or allows account sharing for up to four people in your household. And uh, they're well aware that um, people do this even beyond that since you have different shipping addresses for each person. I mean, this is a great benefit since Prime membership offers you a, a serious perk. It's free two-day shipping. Sometimes it's it's one day, and they, they ship thousands of items. And you can tell when you're going on there, it'll say Prime. Uh, next to it. And as a Prime member, you also have unlimited streaming streaming of movies um, and video offered by Amazon Instant Video. And you can also borrow one ebook from the Prime library for free each month. So the shipping, to me, is just incredible. Two days, I mean, you oh, know, yeah. and who knows where it's coming from. I guess they have warehouses spread around All the, over uh, the they place do. now. They yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that free two-day shipping is a big deal if you buy a lot of stuff. I mean, of course, Prime, the Prime membership costs like $99 a year. So, you know, you do need to purchase around maybe 10 to 20 items a year to break even on that based on the shipping benefit alone. But that's a gimme for us. I mean, we do that probably every two months. So it's not a big deal at all. And unless, of course, you share your membership with somebody, then you could split the cost of the membership, um, somebody in your household. So... Yeah, I mean, that's a great deal. I mean, it seems the same household rules, too. They aren't really enforced since they. you can add dozens of shipping addresses. We've done that um, with our kids. You can add other credit cards and a lot of credit cards for those people to other addresses. So as strange as it seems, I think they, they give some leeway to that that shipping rule. So yeah, That's number, right. And then the next two. one. Uh, get a discount on the Prime membership. You know, certain groups enjoy Prime membership discounts, too. For instance, if you're a student and you've got a valid .edu address, uh, email address, you can sign up for a free trial uh, of Amazon Student. And you can also enjoy a discounted membership at a rate of $49 per year. Now, that's almost half of what the regular uh, membership is. And students can earn $10 to spend on Amazon each time they refer a friend to sign up. And, I mean, that's a give-me right there, mm-hmm. you know, deal. especially with the social media uh, element there. Once they sign up and they start sharing it, I mean, who knows how much they can <laughs> they can uh, save. Yeah, that's a great benefit. We used our sons for about a year there <laughs> while he was in college. <laughs> okay, well, that brings us up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back at these messages. Stay with us. Money, 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 money. 
Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates, along with us. And we are going to continue our discussion here before the break about how to save big with online shopping. Um, guys, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, online shopping, that is the guy's dream shopping mm-hmm. experience, in yeah. my opinion. Make it easy. Streamline. You know, it is so easy. Save you time. do the price comparisons. You know, you can check out in, in seconds, literally, you know, if you know exactly what you're going to do. And, and like I said, you never have to give up the remote control. You can sit on your couch and still be, <laughs> just pause your show. You know, you can actually order it there off the screen. Well, mm-hmm. true yeah, that. If you have the Amazon. That's right. Uh, so, wow, you're right. You don't have to give up the, <laughs> the remote. remote control. So it is so easy. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I've brought stuff by accident before. It's so quick and easy. So you got to be a little careful. You don't get carried away there. <laughs> but uh, And we talked about some ways to save. I mean, the first one was to get a Prime membership, 99 bucks, And, you know, you get the free two-day shipping on Amazon. That's an amazing deal. And the stuff is on your doorstep before you even know it. I mean, it's like. You know, and they deliver on Sundays now. Mm, Do you wow. know that? I've come up from church before and seen the delivery guy, you know, new package sitting on my door. I'm like, how convenient is that? Stuff I ordered on Saturday, boom, it shows up by the time I'm home from church <laughs> on Sunday. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they got it down to a science. And the next one was to get a discount on the Prime membership. You know, certain groups can get a discount. And, um, you know, students are one of those. They get the half-off rate. Or the free year, uh, I think for a while they were giving it to him like free for a year. Hmm. My son did. We used his, wore his out there for a year or two. So that was a deal. Um, but, you know, another one here is to look through the warehouse on Amazon. Am- the Amazon warehouse, that is, on Amazon has a section called warehouse deals where you can shop for open box or returned items and items that were damaged in transit. And because the items are in perfect condition for retail there aren't in perfect condition for retail sale they're offered at big discounts there so hmm. i didn't know about that yeah check so that's that one a, out that's, that's another is, place to look that is a good one <laughs> it's a good way to do it and then another one here is the purchased everyday items with subscribe and save many of the household essential items like grocery items or pharmaceutical type you know things you buy at the gro- at the pharma- pharmacy um they're offered on amazon uh as an option to subscribe to the product and they offer discounted prices if you do that and what happens is if you do the subscribe and save program you'll get regular shipments of the item that you subscribe to and there'll be discounts as much as 15 percent off the regular price is that is that kathy approved uh yeah i mean i I wonder how it compares to sam's or walmart or you know, <clears throat> it's pretty hard to get a lower price. You know, I buy my eye drops that way. Mm-hmm. I have some eye drops, and and uh, uh, I get them on the subscribe and save, and yeah. you get the big packages. You can get you can get bigger packages than you can get in the pharmacy. It's 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 a savings, yeah, no, no doubt. I have to check that one out as well. Another one here on the list is use the Honey Browser extension tool, and that's a way to spot additional savings. And if you're a frequent online shopper. And you want to get serious about savings, there are two tools that will help you additionally um, save some more money. The first one is called a browser extension. It's called Honey. Wow. And, that sounds uh, sweet. Yes. 
Tastes <laughs> it is sweet. I can tell you, that's, that's an amazing app. And it's a free tool. Honey, it's a free tool that you can download and activate. And once you've loaded you know, your goods into, onto the shopping cart, you can use this tool to automatically search for and apply discount nice. and promo codes. Wow. Yeah, once you click on it, it goes through dozens of promo codes, and it tries them all for you to see which one gives you the lowest price. Is there a little work. button that, that you click? Yeah, there's uh, a button. A little, button okay. comes up on your browser when you're okay. in, the, in the checkout. Yeah. When you're in checkout, you click on it, and it does all the promo codes for you. You don't have to look anywhere. Nice. It Very shops nice. the whole internet. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Another one here, though, is to use the Camel, Camel, Camel app to track prices on Amazon. And what that does is that'll help you identify sales cycles to help you score the big deal. This site will send you an alert when the price drops and help you get in on any sales that pop up at any particular time for any particular item that you're watching. And the site's hard to forget thanks to its bizarre name, Camel, Camel, Camel. <laughs> so that's one for you. One more here is snagshout.com. And that lets you receive a deep discounted products from Amazon in exchange for writing reviews. Manufacturers launching new products, they need reviews, so they're willing to sell to early customers at a loss. So once you once you snag a deal, you'll not be able to snag another deal until after review has been left on Amazon. The reviews don't have to be positive, so if you don't like the product, let people know it. Hmm. So interesting. Here's another one, Steve, that uh, that you had on here that I really liked and haven't thought about. You know, uh, it's kind of like sweating the retailer out. That's you know? right. <laughs> so uh, leave the product in your cart and step away for a day or two, especially you know, if, it's, if it's a larger purchase. Uh, first, you, you've just avoided making an impulse purchase like we talked about on uh, right. many occasions. And then, you know, secondly, most retailers, they hate unclosed deals, and they'll try to retain you. They'll do just about whatever they can sometimes to, re- to keep you. You know, and so stores that uh, send out coupons or offer a better price on the next day include uh, – Beth, Bad, Beth, Bed, Bath, and Beyond, uh, Macy's, J.C. Penney's, Office Max, and uh, several, several more. The trick works only when you have an account with that particular merchant's website, uh, or you're logged in and you leave your cart. So, so yeah. Amazon, maybe not. Well, Amazon, if you leave it in your cart, I think they'll give you a notice if you're if an item in your cart has dropped in price. Mm. Or if the price has changed. Okay. So sometimes so the retailer, if the whole bunch are sitting out in the cart, they'll lower the price yeah. to try to get those mm. sales moved and to try to give you a notice sent out to you right. that the price has changed. So, hey, it's worth doing. It's worth trying. It's definitely worth I've trying. I've never tried that one. Yeah. Other browser add-ons here, um, there's one called Smart uh, Price Blink. Um, browser add-on in Chrome, Mozilla, and Safari. And it'll save you tons of time by automatically pulling the prices for the same product from numerous merchants, organizing them as a smart chart, and then even notifying you if there are coupons available. Um, Another alternatively is Price Grabber app, and it does the same thing. Plus, you can scan barcodes and provide bottom-line prices that include taxes, shipping, and other add-ons at it. So that's another item. Um, Let's see. Shopping at the right day is another tip here. Um, Even if it seems tempting to spend your lazy Sunday afternoon browsing around various retailers, don't cash out too fast. Most stores, they roll out their discounts and their special deals on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Hmm. Those are the days when you know. 
when you really want to shop. Yeah, Sunday is the best day to score a cheaper airline ticket, with uh, Mondays being the most expensive, according to Airlines Reporting Corporation, who analyzed over 130 million domestic international uh, flights. And then, uh, as a, according to Rather Be Shopping, Tuesday is the best deal to purchase a laptop or a desktop computer. As major retailers like Dell and HP, they will send out special coupons every Tuesday. Um, Saturdays are the bookworm specials on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So, uh, you know, if you're going to shop for books and readings material, do it on Saturdays. And, you know, I'll just point this out at the end here. Uh, Don't forget about eBay. I mean, if if you can buy used items rather than new items, eBay is is remarkable for used items. You they, know, they are. They I would are. I would not suggest buying used electronics, okay? But if it's, you know, tools, if it's golf clubs, golf clubs. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite golf clubs. Yeah. Hello, the last yeah. golf club I bought, I got it for less than half of the new price. It came in, and it was pristine, just like it was brand new. Wow. I mean, you know, you can't beat that. It had free shipping, too. So there are a lot of used item merchants out there that are sh- shopping, that are, are selling on eBay, and it's a great way to buy something used. So look for used first before you buy new. It, you could save a ton of money. Good idea. All right. That leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with um, long-term care insurance, and it says, basically, if I don't have room in my budget and uh, I have minimal assets, do I really need a long-term care policy? No. So... No, no, bud, no room in the budget because you know it can be anywhere from one hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars a month is right. what the the it's average big, cost is, and so yeah, I mean, I think the answer is yeah, probably no. If you can't afford it, you know, then the answer certainly is no. What if you can't afford it and you don't have any assets? Um, if you don't have any uh, long term care policy, no assets, Medicaid will basically come in and, and take care of it. it. You'll have right. minimal choices and maybe not as good of care, you know, but um, you'll have no expense associated with it. So I've heard Dave talk about that a little bit, and he thinks you ought to get it, um, you know, if you can afford it. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting uh, interesting discussion from a, from a cost standpoint. If someone else is going to pay for it, um, you don't necessarily need it. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people that can't afford it that are doing everything they can to avoid paying for it by mm-hmm. – you know, moving their assets around and, and, you know, opening up trust accounts and that kind of stuff So to qualify for Medicaid right, if that right. happens. So if you're already going to qualify anyway because you have minimal assets, why why buy the right. long-term care insurance is my suggestion. But, all right, that's a good one. Okay, that leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or you can give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to MoneyMD. We'll be right back after these messages and GNN News. Stay with us. 